So I've been wanting to go ahead and investigate where TikTok in this quarantine that we've been going through about how much of an effect it's been having right now on radio and for music and what's being popular and how much of a marketing tool is becoming for everyone out there. And I can just see that this is where radio needs to go and go. But of course, anybody that doesn't radio in America doesn't want to pay attention to this. But somebody in Australia actually wrote about it a couple of weeks ago and I saw this, I wanted to bring it out because I think this makes the point. Australia, this is a website, themusicnetwork.com. Xander Wilson writes how TikTok became the new music tip sheet for radio programmers. The idea is, is that much like in Britain, much like in other countries, they're seeing the value of TikTok. They're seeing the research. Because here's the idea. There are a couple of things that are done in most music radio stations where they do radio, re radio research or audience music testing. So it looks like a big audience, like a big showroom auditorium. And they'll take songs, have them sampled, and they'll let a core audience of people, their core research, which will determine market research in a particular market. And now we don't even know if every market gets the kind of research, but everybody will be put into a room. Then they'll play particular songs to see if these songs resonate with them. And this sample size is supposed to represent the entire radio market, which it doesn't. There's so much diversity, so much diversity that it's just not there. And they don't get it. I just said diversity twice. Either which way, I'll move along. So the story says it all. In Australia, they're seeing this coming across and the radio stations are pointing it out because there's probably not so much of a, a corporate sense that the radio stations are being controlled by. But again, I've talked about this before where corporate radio is controlled with their own set of charts, their own set of research, their own set of methodology, which is no way in touch with what's going on in the world of music today. And you would think they would want to be locked up with the record labels in stock and locked with the artists because you know what? The artists are not going to go to your station, especially now when you don't have concerts to go to or attend or promote. So you're not getting anything out of them now. The reason for you to be anywhere, you need to go and have something more happening with these artists, which means you need to connect to these artists because when you connect to these artists, then you connect to the fans that will listen to your radio station. Because if, if you get the artists endorsing and being featured on your radio station or stations, don't you think people will actually go follow that? I mean, seriously, there's a reason why people actually fled the TikTok in the last two years. Same thing here. Why can't radio be once again a place where artists can go, talk, communicate? I mean, that's what, that's what all the other stations do around the world. So promotion for albums are much more personal when you see artists going across overseas in america it's just ignorance by the corporate radio stations so that's why they have what they have so this antiquated ignorance that these stations have is why they are failing right now and this is why during quarantine more than ever it's time for them to reconnect to their artists the artists that they follow and the fan base will follow with them why can't you think this way TikTok tells you everything Instagram tells you everything. YouTube tells you everything. Streaming, just because it's not being put into the point measurement system of Billboard's Hot 100 singles chart, doesn't make a difference. You've been given that opportunity for a long time. And for Billboard, I'm saying to them, drop the amount of points that radio counts towards the charts. Because you can see the overwhelming amount of what songs are able to stay up there. The reason why Post Malone Circles is up on the chart right now is because of the fact that it's been in radio forever. 
and radio counts so much towards circles being a song that's up there. It's over a year old. What is it doing up there? Come on. That album, Beer Mongs and Bentleys, has been long gone. So the whole point is, what are we doing that for? This is the thing. I mean, there's there's songs that stay on the chart for a long time because radio continues to play them because they're going to play only bonafide hits, and they're so afraid of taking the risk. They're like the stock market here, like a really like scared, petulant child, afraid of doing anything that might be a risk or trying something new. My God. But they don't want to think any other way. Anyway, into the story here. Uh, again, why is it other countries can figure this out, but America, when it comes to radio, cannot figure this out? So TikTok looks set to be the biggest disruptor in the music cycle in years. And I've been saying that for a while now. It's true. So now radio programs across the country are sitting up and taking us. This is for Australia and New Zealand, by the way. Okay. 800 million active users worldwide and 2 billion users subscribe or have downloaded the app TikTok. So now here's what he's saying. It's impact on popular music cannot be overstated. And we're now seeing TikTok have a similar impact that the advent of streaming services like Spotify and Apple Music have had on radio discovering new music in the 2010s. So you get a daily snapshot from their charts of the most popular music in, mo in most global music positions or regions, excuse me, including Australia. This is for programmers. What radio research are you doing? What audience measurement testing, audience measurement testing, AMT, are you really getting this, getting anything from all this? Okay. You're doing a system because you got some consultant saying you have to do it this way. Or the corporate has to follow a certain pattern because of how they're doing things. God forbid they try to play a little bit off the grain and actually be organic in what needs to be played. You know, actually get some feedback from your audience that actually listens to your station. You're, how about getting the people engaged, the people that are actually going to support your advertisers you're trying to bring on board? It's a, you know, one begets the other. Doesn't that make sense? The tide is undoubtedly turning. I mean, not in America because they don't get it figured out. TikTok has become one of the world's most popular apps. And in Australia, they have the ARIA charts. That's what their billboard charts are in America, as opposed to what it is in America. So the Australian charts have been dominated by songs made popular on TikTok. So in their Hot 100 Airplay chart, which is powered by Radio Monitor, Music Network has their own Airplay chart, which is also into the aria charts so this is another company that actually does put this together now the chart shows the most popular songs on radio based on impressions over a week to week period uh for this week it was number one and this past week was say so by doja cat it's a song that has its own trending tiktok dance benay who's new zealand origin as the song Super Lonely, featuring Gus Dapperton, which is also blowing up the platform, uh, is cracking Australian radio's top five singles. And it's obvious that radio programs are taking cues from the app. But how do we get to this point where TikTok is now this dominant force on the landscape of new music, where contemporary hit radio formats are full of tunes that broke on the platform? So they're talking to the people behind Australia's biggest three radio networks. The ones that see, some of them are corporate owned, and some of them are corporate owned. Some of them are government-owned, excuse me, and then there's those that are government or corporate-owned, which have big conglomerates. Okay, so they're networks. They're not individual stations. And iHeartRadio could very well do this. BBC does it. So uh, there's Capital, and there's others out there. They could be doing the same thing, and they're all a bit, you know, a bit homogenized. You have similar formats of all these stations, 
but they're just the same station with a different frequency for a different market with some local programming. What's so hard about this? <clears throat> but anyways, first you had Old Town Road, which is really what TikTok really blew up in the beginning of everything. It was one of the first global hits to break through on the platform. Again, in America, Billboard chart, the Hot 100, it broke the record for the longest amount of weeks. It was at number one, 19 weeks, which I don't know anybody that's going to be able to break that right now. It can happen the way things are, but that's a tough spot to break. With an excellent job of how they were able to keep that song consistent and viable. Amazing. So now TMN looked into how the track worked its way from sample to remix to the longest serving Billboard Hot 100 single to breaking Australian radio. So they talked to KISS FM's uh, Sydney and Melbourne music director Brad, McCall, Brad McNichol, agreeing that it really started when they started taking noticing of the TikTok. And they said it really exploded. And the Billy Ray Cyrus remix gave it the crossover radio appeal that was a game changer. And... They say that TikTok is a new resource for us. However, it's just one of the many tools we use what songs will make the KISS playlist. Okay. Then you have Ashland and Live, which is on a different station. They had a song that was a pop crossover, country pop crossover from 2019, Blanco Brown's The Get Up. And this song, people started seeing the country dance being done. Uh, same thing with Tusi Slide and Drake, which was another one that made her take note. And she says that, and then there's another person that, comes on a music director for Nova Entertainment that says that last year was where it really started to cut through. You could see that, not through airplay as such, but as through established streaming platforms. So songs now coming out on TikTok are starting to get a reaction of being streaming, and that's where it started to pique our interest. They get it. They all get this here. Why doesn't America Radio understand this and figure this out? Why are they so fucking ignorant? Hard-headed fools. You are losing money. You do not make any money. You're going to depend on political ads at the end of the year. And then what happens after that? Okay. All these companies that could be on the verge of bankruptcy after all this quarantine's done. How about trying to find a way to make yourself survive? Because I'm going to tell you one thing. The stations that survive and thrive out of this after a fire sale, if iHeartRadio has to sell their stations off or Entercom has to do the same thing. Let me tell you something. Any new radio programmers, they should follow this right here. If you're going to play new music, follow what's happening on the social media. Start counting more into what TikTok and Instagram and Panda, it's me, Pandora, Apple, Spotify. Check your streaming. Check TikTok. Check your social media. This is where the pulse of music lovers are because they go seeking out the music on streaming. Do you understand that? And I hope they do. I really hope they figured it out because look at how much easier it is right now to go and see all this going on. That could be so much easier for them. But I digress. And we look across. There's more to be said about the story. I'm going to go into another story because Billboard did write about this. TikTok is writing how hits get made. And again, it's being discussed. Radio doesn't want to touch this. Radio is afraid of making any changes at all to what they're doing right now. But they don't realize that it's time. The writing is on the wall. They need to start paying attention. Media base doesn't need to be bothered with this. Listen, again, Billboard has always had their finger on the pulse of what the music industry was going to be doing and promoting. And the audience 
always responded to what the Billboard Hot 100 had because it represents the people. Media base represents the radio stations as they want to interpret what they think are the hits because they want to be able to control. Okay, so if it's Taylor Swift, sure. Lady Gaga, sure. Lizzo, well, we got to wait for a while. We have to see if she has staying power. We have to wait three or four songs until we get her up there. Billie Eilish, we have to wait a few more songs to get her up there too. Okay, that's what happened. Old Town Road last year. It took at least 10 to 12 weeks for that song to finally make it into radio. And when it did, it ran it dry, ran to the ground. When a song was already done, it was, on, it was at its highest peak when, they, when radio finally got their hands on it. And then they were already too late. They're always too little too late. And that's their problem. Radio is supposed to be a trendsetter. And they're not. They don't figure out what they're doing. They need to figure out where to get themselves to a better spot so they can get ahead and actually, you know, give re people to listen to, listen to the radio stations. I mean, that's all you got to do. But they're so worried about having to play what the overall audience will be, the highest possible audience could be. But it's not going to work that way. It's not going to work well for them. They need to figure that out. In this story here from Billboard, this is from January, they mentioned how uh, there were a surge in streams. RCA Records talked about with a song from Leaky Lies, Sex Money Feelings Die. And it was uptick to a fan-made slowed-down version that TikTok users have been using in thousands of videos. Let me tell you something. There's a song from Iggy Azalea and Tyga called Cream, K-R-E-A-M. Somebody remade a version of it with a female, another female voice rapping. All they took was a 15-second clip of the chorus and a baby voice doing some of the noises that Tiga or Tyga was doing in the song. And that right now is blowing up like crazy. Now, there are other songs, Joe Ville and Sexy, and there's like there's so many others. That I'm seeing right now, uh, Princess Nokia's uh, I Like Kim, I Like Her, I Like Dude, and that, that, whatever that song is. There's a lot of that stuff. And, you know, even TikTok, to their, really to their detriment, they don't follow along. They actually have playlists on Spotify talking about their trending songs, but they're not smart enough to keep that updated because they could be so on top of things. TikTok, for them, and by the way, the new Disney executive that took over right now that's going to be the CEO, let me tell you one thing. TikTok needs to get more in touch with the music companies. The music companies need to be working with them. And then the music and the artists are already getting smart and getting on top of this. Because again, the artists themselves are taking their songs and doing dances to them and getting people to get involved. Because Doja Cat say so, she did a challenge. was what the whole idea of the dances are, the challenges. And guess what? She did it. People are doing it and everybody's doing it. And if you get the right kind of celebrities, the right type of influencers, if Charlie D'Amelio is doing a damn song about it and doing a dance about it, that it basically you're endorsing it. It's an endorsement by the TikTok fans. They are embracing your song. Even if it might be just a 15 second version of the course, but what happens is everybody else is going to follow along and they're going to say, Oh, wait a minute. What's that? People are looking for the song. They're looking for the songs that are going on here. And then what happens is then the stir comes up, people find these songs, they start playing them, the playlists start growing, and then the pushes of the videos go up. Now, sometimes they're going to be older songs that get rediscovered, which is great. So if a record label wants to reissue, should do it, right? But then there's right here, new songs? Absolutely. You see that rap artists and other artists are already doing this right now. 
I mean, Stay Solid Rocky, uh, Party Girl, that's an absolute banger of a song. And that is getting popular because of TikTok. If it wasn't for TikTok, you wouldn't know what that song was. It probably wouldn't get some of the uh, accolades it gets right now. Where it's getting charted as growing as we speak. So now, in this story again, uh, artists like Lizzo and Nola Nas X score massive hits thanks to their part on TikTok, labels and songwriters are figuring out how to reverse engineer such viral moments, often from a track's inception. And Senior VP of Digital Marketing for RCE Records says, quote, if you can visualize something quickly while listening, it's probably going to work for the platform. So big bass drops, call and response lyrics, pop culture references, and RCA started releasing new versions of songs which with embedded audio from other areas of pop culture exclusively for the platform. So there's another part where people are just seeing more of what we're going to do. Let's just figure out other things we could do. With Lizzo's song, Truth Hurts, songwriter Jesse St. John thinks the song took off on TikTok because of its instantly quotable, I just took a DNA test lyric, and he has seen an uptick in what he calls hooky bad bitch catchphrases. And there you go. So the taste for TikTok users are evolving, but... There's an estimate that memes and challenges have a lifespan of about four to six weeks, the time an artist releases a song. When they release it, quote, they might make something the platform has moved on from. So again, you got to hit with the iron's hot. So you can't just piggyback off a TikTok video or a span of TikTok videos and a trend in four to six weeks. Radio is late to the dance. Billboard will catch it in some way or form if there's enough out there. Now, capital artists... Uh, Lauren Gray, who's TikTok's most followed person at this point, but now it's Charlie D'Amelio with over 50 million followers, I think it is, believes tailoring music to the app only goes so far. Um, quote, people will ask me to make videos to their songs because they expect them to blow up, but it doesn't necessarily work. The things that do blow up are authentic and happen organically. Organically is the point. So my point is, radio, terrestrial FM music radio, if you are playing rock or pop, or hip-hop, or country, pay attention to TikTok. 